Hi, I'm Lauren Stiving, and welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Today, we're joined by Patricia Corsi, the CMO of Heineken Mexico. Patricia has 23 years experience in marketing within local, regional, and global roles. In addition to marketing, she also has customer development experience across different geographies and categories, from foods to HPC, which allows her to have a perspective on issues and opportunities and to use those experiences to move the business forward and upward. Patricia has a strong and solid track record of delivering results and leading successful business transformation in Latin America and Europe. Her fluency in three languages, combined with a strong sense of curiosity, allows her to be closer to the consumer and customer and to use this connectivity to better drive product mixes and use experiences that serve unmet consumer needs. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for joining us. So um, I'm sure, as you know, changing jobs, companies, countries, uh, there's always a risk uh, that's involved in, in one's career. How did you manage to make the right decisions through the uncertainty that comes with change? It's a very interesting question and, and one that I have um, deal with, uh, dealt with many times in my life. I think the first thing, it, it, it fits my personality. I'm, uh, I'm good of managing ambiguity and, and risky situations, but it changed over time, uh, mostly when you have a family. Okay. So then you have other factors to consider. One thing is when you move jobs or you move, I, I've moved jobs and cities when I was uh, single and then when I was married without kids and then when I was married with kids. And uh, I have to confess that it gets harder because you have so many other factors to, to consider. And these other factors, I have to confess that they get more important and more important. Of course, working and headhunting and finding uh, amazing opportunities for people. A lot of times those opportunities do come with a move. And I've had a lot of different feedback. I don't have children myself, so uh, I can't give my own experiences. But I've had a lot of feedback about, you know, when's the right time to make the move. And I know you had said your son was four months old, if I heard correctly. How did you yes. decide, you know, that that was an okay time or do you think there is an ideal time when you have kids? Wow. No, I, I think it depends on your family circumstances. In our case, we were, you know, we were not feeling safe in Brazil anymore. So when my husband and I, we saw each other at um, a car dealership looking for a bulletproof car, we just said, no, it's, you know, uh, this doesn't seem right. Honestly, I think it shaped our family when, you know, when we are, sometimes we, we do family conversations about our values and mostly when we are thinking about big decisions like moving and things like this. And one of the things, one of the values of our family that, you know, was born because of this is that we try new things and we are brave to try new things. And we start seeing the positive things in things and we don't victimize ourselves when things go bad. So I'd like to shift a bit uh, onto a couple of industry-specific topics. Uh, what do you believe are the biggest challenges FMCG companies are facing within Mexico or Latin America at the moment? Uh, Latin America, I think uh, one of the big things is obviously all the transformation, the digital transformation, e-commerce transformation mm -hmm. for, for different reasons than 
in Europe and the U.S. Unfortunately, here in Latin America, we still have a lot of corruption. The payment methods are still uh, facing a lot of frauds. So the evolution of this channel is very much linked to, to what's the environment. And the environment, unfortunately, is not that good yet. But, you know, if you look in, in Mexico, we have one million people reaching the age of 18 every year. It's a very mm-hmm. young country. Everyone is doing everything on their mobiles. So, it's, so this is a big challenge. How do you evolve when the ecosystem is not ready? Sure. Yeah, so, so Uber is already the second biggest country for Uber in the globe is Mexico. And it's facing its challenge because of credit card payment and all of this, but it's thriving and I think it's going to help a lot other segments and other brands. But this, for me, this is one big one. The second one is related to talent. Many countries in the world, you know, I'm Brazilian, and uh, in Brazil for many years now, there's lots of people that, you know, they finish their university and they go and search for an international experience to broader mm-hmm. their experience, their views of the world and their adaptabilities and all of that. In Mexico and Argentina, I think, had the same wave as well as Venezuela for different reasons because of all the political instabilities. Mexico, not that much because there are a lot of very strong, big local companies. Mm-hmm. And this has, in a way, probably delayed a little bit this transformation from a talent point of view that, that is to have people, Mexican people in Mexico that have robust international experience or experience in different companies. It's still a country where many people have only worked in one, com- in one company their whole lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just restrains a little bit your view of different parts of how the world works. Sure. Um, so from a talent point of view, I think it's it's one very interesting challenge in all the different industry forums, advertising association, digital bureau, and all of this that I've joined. One of the big topics is this relentless research or search for talent. And the other one is the, the digital transformation and how do you create an environment that helps us to thrive. And in terms of the talent challenge, I mean, what are some of the ways that that could be solved? I mean, would it just be now companies' responsibility to send talent abroad so that, you know, five years from now there would be more diversified talent? Or what do you think is the best way to overcome that challenge? Without a doubt, this is one of the ways. I think it's the commitment from the companies to to give their top talent critical experience, either if it's international or in different areas. But I think it has to be a movement that comes also from the young generation as well. And we are seeing a lot of things. We are seeing lots of people, and, and I'm in the north of Mexico, so it's, we have a little bit of bias here because, you know, in three hours car ride, you are in the U.S., so there are mm-hmm. lots of people, mostly people with more means that uh, go uh, to study to high school in the U.S. But this, you know, this is still not in the DNA. So sure. hopefully more people will have that embedded in their DNA and go abroad, either if it's a gap year or it's to do their master's or it's to do a job experience or a summer 
experience, whatever it is. But I hope this starts to catch a little bit more in the upcoming five to 10 years because this will build a whole different set of skills and experience to this new talent that, by the way, the Mexican people have an amazing energy, you know, joy of living. It is an incredible energy to work uh, here. And uh, I think this experiences, these different views of the world are only going to build up and make this even stronger. And looking a bit at the technology side of things, I mean, technology is already playing a key role in shopping. For example, I'm sure you've heard about uh, Walmart testing that basket that reads your list and guides you around the store. Um, how do you think these technologies will affect the way FMCG companies work with retailers? I have to say that I'm in love with everything that is working in this area. The the whole food stores or the Amazon stores that you don't have to take your wallet out of your pocket. This is really the future where, you know, because energy is infinite and time is finite. So whatever can help you to do the things that you need to do better it's going to be embraced. So technology, and, and I, I've, the other day I was in a podium and I've heard someone say, you know, you should delegate whatever function that can be done by a, a bot to a bot and have people really thinking about the experiences because there is no artificial intelligence or bots that can do that. And I think this is really exciting new territory and mostly for, for us in marketing because it's all about the experience. You know, mm-hmm. how you talk about the brands you love the most is about the experience you had either with the brand itself or with the products that these brands uh, bring with it. It's never about the functional, techno- you know, technicalities of it. Nobody says that they drink uh, Heineken because it, it has two degrees more of freshness than another. It's, it's about everything, what the brand conveys, what the brand stands for, its values. You know, I, you know, you feel you want people to see you related to that. I think it's an exciting new time. I really hope the young generation is building up their risk-averse they're putting down their risk-averse barriers Mm -hmm. because it's going to be all about experimenting. It's going to be all about beta mode. It's all about testing things that you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know the outcome, but it's all about learning and then doing the second round and then learning a little bit more. So it's really exciting time. If you are really risk-averse, it's going to be really frightening times, but probably better to work on the risk-averse skills than not to to go on this journey. Sure. And what business opportunities do you think that will create for FMCG companies? I think to focus more on the things that really matters. I think there was a time, you know, you know, old marketing was all about trying to convince people trying to convince people of things that they should believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think new marketing is about more than what you say is about what you do. And it gives us a lot of experience to walk the talk, to put our money where our mouth is, to be genuine, and to really rethink the way we do stuff. It requires a lot of thinking time. And in a very fast, fast-paced fast market like Mexico or Brazil or some of the Africa, African countries or Southeast Asia, 
it's tough to find time because it's a very fast-paced market. But it develops skills and experiences and develops the business tremendously, much more than when you have a stagnant situation, stagnant markets, cynical consumers. It is more difficult to try to do anything in there because people just don't want to hear. And, you know, you can have the best argument in the world if they don't want to hear you. There is no point. So if you not let people want to hear, you have to be really mindful of what you're going to say because otherwise you have disasters like oh, everything that happened with... Uh, PepsiCo campaigns or McDonald campaigns or even Uber videos and things like that sure. because everyone is online all the time now. So there's nowhere to hide, let me say it this way. Sure, sure. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for joining us today on the Career Success Podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, it was really cool to talk about marketing and the future of advertising with you. Thank you. And for all of our listeners, please write any questions or comments in the comments section below. And Patricia or myself will get back to you. Thank you. Thank you.